is the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Where did you come from? I think you're the cause of all this. I think you're evil! Boils and ghouls, lock your doors and strap yourselves in. From Los Angeles, California, Bloody Disgusting presents the Boo Crew Podcast. Horror news, commentary, reviews, interviews, and more. With your hosts, Tim Timebomb, Leone D'Antonio, Lauren and Trevor Shan, Austin Wilkin, and Rachel Tejada. Let's go! Hey, I'm Leo. I'm Lauren. I'm Trevor. And, and we're, we're the, the Boo Crew! Welcome to episode 79. We're hanging out with the horror queen of pop music, Kim Petras. She is on the road now with the Clarity Tour into 2020, KimPetras.com for a date near you. She joins us to talk about her debut full-length album and her new 17-track horror experience, the just-released Halloween-themed album of Fang Bangers called Turn Off the Light. Creep around the studio with her behind the scenes as she lets you in on all the gory details and how it was created, collaborating with horror legend Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. We talk about Kim's passion for horror flicks, including the influence of It Follows and other favorites, her love of theme park design, and more. She is so amazing, creative, and inspiring. Turn Off the Light is a soundtrack to your Halloween party and the score to your nightmares. Let's get possessed. What's up, spooky bitches? It's Kim Petras, and you're listening to another terrifying episode of The Boo Crew. Boo-ah. Go ahead, scream. That's all we need. Another victim crawls onto the gurney for a Boo Crew autopsy. Joining the Boo Crew in the Speakeasy studio is a woman who is the catalyst of where pop music is going. She is a tastemaker who is an absolute star, but whose respectful admiration of the craft of songwriting from such a young age, years of deconstructing and personal study of the best music has to offer, has also molded her into this powerhouse hit maker with remarkable and electric vision, an absolute master of wordcraft and production who got the attention of Grammy-winning collective The Stereotypes when she was barely 20. The people behind Bruno Mars, Neo, Cardi B, Fifth Harmony, Bieber, they saw that potential, took her under their wing. She became one of the best melody writers in the game, pop music's secret weapon, writing songs for Fergie, JoJo, and more. Her own debut single, I Don't Want It At All, went to number one on the global Spotify viral chart and a staggering three million streams right away. Made Forbes Europe 30 under 30 list, championed by one of contemporary music's greatest creators, Charlie XC who handpicked her to appear in her single Unlock It. Then she released her own track, Heart to Break, which quickly became a top 40 radio hit, helping her climb to over 215 million streams as she continues to write music's future. Case in point, her brilliant new album Clarity, available everywhere now, that went into the top four of Apple's pop chart upon release, and being highlighted as Apple's best of the week for 10 consecutive weeks. After wrapping up her first ever sold-out headline tour this summer, she's about to begin the North American leg of the Clarity Tour on October 21st on sale now. All this and she is a huge fan of all things horror and has done what no modern pop artist has done or even attempted to do. Released an entire Halloween inspired album that has changed the game. A 17 track horror opus called Turn Off the Light. Hitting number two on Apple's pop chart. She's been featured in the New York Times, NPR, People, Rolling Stone, L Glamour, Billboard. The list is literally nonstop and she is right here with you now. We are honored to welcome Kim Petrus. Hey! Yeah! 
<laughs> Thank you. That was epic. That made me feel really good about myself. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> well, that's great. Because, yeah, what you're doing is unbelievable. Thank you so much. First of all, this is crazy. This is like literally my dream house. All these props. You just showed me around. I was dying. I'm such a fan of all of these props. And I've seen all of these movies. This is beautiful, man. That's like awesome. down Thank to you your so keyboard. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> everything, everything is themed to oh. perfection. I live. Oh, awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here with yes. us. Thank and you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Well, your tour's about to start, which it's going to be crazy. What is life like for you right now? It's a lot of rehearsals. It's just going from uh, rehearsal space to bed and then repeat. <laughs> yeah, so that's been like the last last five days of my life before that i was back in the studio recording more new stuff because i just like i always want to have stuff in my pocket i freak out when i don't have like at least six songs like I'm, a bunch like, of just, stuff in the tank yeah right? like this is my next move or whatever so i was just like doing studio shooting music videos a new music video just came out which i'm really excited about and yeah just being busy i want to talk about it. that video in a sec here but first of all clarity Right, your debut full-length album. Yes. Such an evolved collection of songs. It's as much breezy as it is misty and sophisticated. The listener really becomes a passenger on this journey with you, and you instantly know you're in the hands of someone who is in complete and total control of the experience. And you're known you. for being very prolific. Yes. Like, I have heard you wrote, like, 47 <laughs> songs originally for this album. Yeah, to get to, like, I always write, like, three times the amount that I need or that I end up using. I just feel like that's kind of a good measure to, like, make sure that you're <laughs> sure. absolutely only putting out the best ones. How do you break it down, though? How do you, like, weed it down to, like, 12, 14 tracks, you know? Uh, I think with this one, it, it was really easy, kind of, because these kind of had a narrative when you put them together. And so I was just kind of like, what makes for the best listening experience, kind mm. of? There's songs that I think are really good from that that I'm probably going to revisit, but those felt like a project, like they belong together, kind of. Yep. Wow, yeah. you should do a B-side with, like, the rest of them. Yeah. Like, record that. <laughs> yeah. like, I love when artists do that. Yeah, yeah, totally. I would love to, like, release some demos and stuff like that, too. I feel like it's always so cool like see what a song is when it's just like the skeleton of it yeah uh, so yeah I would love to release some demos of that and then your new song Ices you were talking about what can you tell us about yeah. that track so I went through like a bad breakup at the end of last year that's kind of what I wrote the whole thing about it started out really emo and depressing everything mm. was just super emo and then kind of halfway through I just like kind of found the good side of being by myself mm -hmm. and doing my own thing and kind of found back to like uh, my only purpose is writing songs and being in a studio and performing and doing what I've always wanted to do anyways like why am I so sad about this <laughs> you know and then yeah that was like the song for me that like turned it around and was like actually this made me like a cooler person made me like a stronger person that's what I see is like lyrically to me as a really like pounding like almost uh, pretty 80s it reminds me of like Phil Collins tracks it just like has this like epic 80s feel to it which I love. The video is stunning. Yeah. Like Thank you, you have this like glitter paint. It's just yeah. amazing. And you're in ice, which, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think that's so crazy. Thank I get you. cold out here in 70 degree weather. So. I want to be like, yeah, oh my God, it's so crazy what I'm doing for art. But yeah. it was like hot water with like plastic. <laughs> no, just let me. Wow. <laughs> 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 
I was so warm. I was like chilling. Like everybody on Twitter is like, whoa, oh my God, the dedication. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it looks so fun. So much fun. So much fun. I love making visuals, period. I love different outfits and like rushing to get into yeah. them and like, I know we need six looks and just like making it happen. I feel like video shoots are always like really crazy on the day off because you plan them for so long and then it all happens so, so quick and right. you only have one day. Like back in the day, you used to have like two or three days for making music video. Now it's only like one day and you get kicked out of the studio or whatever. I love it. I love every part of making a visual. Like it makes me feel really alive. I feel like I got pretty dialed in with like my team, my stylist, my hair uh, stylist, my makeup person. Like we're just like, we've been working together for like two and a half years or something now. So wow. we're just planning it out and then just like executing it and hoping it all works out. So I'm really excited about it. I really feel like it's my best visual yet and uh, the one I'm most proud of and the one where I feel like most myself. My videos before that, like I still love them, but I was kind of just figuring it out. I had never done like a real video and I just like, I don't know, I had to learn things like moving slowly, you know, and just like yeah. kind of that it's not the stage and you know, not super far away because sure. like I've been performing <laughs> gig clubs since I was like 10, you know, <laughs> like I'm just used to like a shitty sound system, and like <laughs> shitty club lights and, you know, performing and people in the back can barely even tell what you're doing. So I was always just doing way too much. You know, it's just always like kind of being a lot and just on video, every little detail and how you like move your face slightly like that makes it epic and that makes a difference. So yeah, I feel like it's I really just, like, intimate. Right? So how involved yeah. are, are you on these videos? Is it always all 100% your vision? It's a collaboration. It's okay. a collaboration with my team, with my stylist, with whatever director. I work with this guy, Alexander Morris was really sick. Like we just like kind of clicked. I was calling a lot of people because I was just terrified of music videos for a little bit. I feel like with songs, it's like you, you get to spend however long you want on them until they're absolutely perfect right. and get to like really control the thing. With music videos, it's like you get this treatment and it's just like all this stuff that's not even achievable for the budget that you're working with. And it's just embellishment over embellishment. And it's so hard to tell who can actually pull stuff off and who can't you know because it's like especially i feel like in la there's just a lot of people who make these fantastical scripts and then it comes down to it and it's like oh we can actually not do any of this (laughs) (laughs) you know (laughs) that was also like a learning lesson of just like so i talked to him a bunch and we just like really narrowed it down to the most important things and made sure those were great and took out any fluff and things like that. So it's cool that now I know stuff like that. You know, you've always been a very visual artist too. Like yeah. you bring it with the videos and the, the photo you. shoots and everything. Yeah. And that's like an important part of what you do. How important is that to you? And where does that sit in terms of like elevating the music? Well, I think it's really important in elevating the music, especially for fans to just like get the whole vision of everything. And I think it should always enhance the song and just like kind of do the song justice. And I always, see visuals as like they're so fun and I'm really passionate about them but they just for me have the only purpose of complementing the music. The music for me is always like the first priority and everything else comes second. Even though sometimes like I'm like, oh, when I'm writing a song, I'm like, okay, in the video, I'm going to be wearing this shoe and this <laughs> this outfit and this, you know, it's going to be this theme and stuff like that. It definitely goes hand in hand sometimes writing songs and what I want it to be visually they're important to me but never as important as the music well speaking yeah. of music let's get into music and horror yes so you released a collection of eight songs last year and yes. that was turn off the lights volume one volume one and you added to that this year with the 17 track 
yes. horror experience. <laughs> oh, horror turns experience. <laughs> so let's start off with how you got into horror. What was the first movie you saw? Or- the first movie I saw, uh, it was It, the original It, and I'm not allowed to watch it, and I watched it, and I snuck out, and I watched it, and I was really terrified and really traumatized by clowns. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was like one of my earliest memories, but also my absolute all-time favorite movie as a kid was Rock Hero Picture Show. I cool. Watched- yes. Yeah, I watched it like once a day, like literally every time I came home from school, I watched it, and I tried to teach everybody in my school the time warp, and nobody wanted to learn it. <laughs> uh, you have Tim Curry in both. Right? Yeah, totally. And I was like, why don't you understand this? And so I think ever since I was a kid, I was just kind of, I love those movies. I love like Little Shop of Horrors. And first I was really into the musicals because they weren't as scary as the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. right. And yeah, then just gradually with like just finding friends that had the same interests and that like kind of got me into real legit horror and like Japanese horror movies. And yeah, then I just always like hung out with my friends and watched horror movies and gore movies. And now I feel like all my friends are really into that. And that's really like how we came up with Turn Off the Lights. We were just kind of in the studio being like, why? are there a million Christmas albums and no Halloween records and because like <laughs> Halloween is like as much of a, as a holiday for me and my friends as Christmas is maybe even a little bit more I uh, agree yeah. with you I agree <laughs> with you well, it seems to last long like the Halloween season starts here like in September right? absolutely yeah totally. <laughs> it goes until like the first part of November totally yeah, yeah. what is Halloween like in Germany is it big or no that's the thing it's not big my mom had a dance studio and she would always like throw the only Halloween party in our like little town I grew up way outside of Cologne Germany like countryside like cows like no neighbors neighbors, nothing but there Um, was Krampus though yes right Krampus Krampus showed up all the time me and Krampus go way back (laughs) it was like one of the only like Halloween parties my mom was really into it my family was really into Halloween we kind of had a little bit of a spooky house so this makes me feel incredibly at home even though it wasn't even half of this but we kind of always had like a bunch of Ouija boards and a bunch of like skeleton things and our like lamps and stuff like that were always like those super antique looking like the ones with like the flames in the light bulbs I love those and my childhood was kind of like a lot of making those little like sausage fingers (laughs) things for my mom's party and making like uh, putting like the uh, eyeball gummy things into the punch and you know just all of that and like spider webs and so I, I got really into it because we were throwing a party for everybody in my mom's dance studio every year but I was always like bummed because I couldn't go to real Halloween parties and I always watch like American movies and I was like whoa if I could ever go to one of those it would be incredible and now that I can I'm just geeking out yeah it's just like amazing like i know some people who throw some crazy halloween parties and i love that shit and i'm obsessed with the theming and you know just like by the way were there were there any good like uh german horror movies Good German up? horror movies. I mean, the human centipede, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tom Six. Yeah, just <laughs> chef's kiss. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, Krampus technically is right. inspired by Germany, but it ain't a German horror movie. Do you like any, I, any of the Swiss movies? Oh my God, isn't that one? Or uh, Sweden, sorry, Sweden. Oh, Sweden. Let the Right One In, is yes. that one of them? Yeah, you seen uh, that one? I like Let the Right One yeah. In. What is that one with the woman that has like a plastic surgery, like... 
her face is like always like their mom has like a plastic surgery and her face is like band-aided oh, up wow. and then they like realize it's not their mom and it's like somebody oh. else in that band-aid it's like I think it's Norwegian I forget yeah, the name of that I know exactly mommy mommy, uh, mommy something or oh yeah mommy something yeah. It's oh, yeah, something I, that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that one is from either Switzerland or Sweden yeah. where is Ari Esther from is he from over there I mean Midsommar is yeah Midsommar <laughs> yeah. takes place over there yeah yeah, yeah. He's, he's a New York guy but yeah, yeah that movie was insane you're a big yeah. fan yeah. of that guy's work yeah right? yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean I it's his like second real movie so I'm like getting into him and yeah I, like Hereditary is probably my favorite horror movie that came out in the last two three years. Nah, probably except for it. But the it chapter one was. Did it creep you out? Did it? Get but you? it actually traumatized me. You know, a lot of people were like expecting more of like I think more action right. and more like slasher stuff because I think it was advertised as a the next like horror movie that's right. gonna yeah. shock everyone. I think maybe the advertising was a little bad because like it has such a crazy story and I think it really like takes you slowly takes you into it. I love the slow build up and right. then that crazy ending. Like I really loved it. To me it's like one of the only movies that came out recently that feels like classic. I feel like it'll hold up. I feel like in like oh, 10 years I'll yeah. be like yeah that's yeah, and, and visually too. Visually oh, yeah. like how clean it is, how weird those little you have oh, the dollhouses yeah yeah, 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 the yeah, yeah. dollhouses how creepy they are in a, in a way that's not average I, I just felt like it was different the aesthetic was just completely different and something new and i felt the same way about midsummer that movie's even though i think it's more of like a comedy than hereditary was. right yeah it's a very different tone just visually like it's so cool that somebody's like experimenting that much really stunning visually midsummer is so beautiful the right. red is so intense and so like saturated and all those colors are so beautiful together and the little shit that you notice when it's like when you stop it and it's like a face in the fucking nature yeah like like skull or whatever there's so many crazy details of that I didn't even notice I haven't watched a director's cut I really want to but that's yeah, gonna yeah. be what yeah I think hours? we just ended up getting it's already, yeah, yeah, pre-order because it's already so long <laughs> we, yeah. when we saw those movies we saw Hereditary first after the movie I told these guys hey you know that movie gave me nightmares two nights in a row and yeah. they were like, they're like Really, that movie? I'm like, yeah, because from the start of that movie to the end, it's got a really tone that's really off. There's even a scene in the movie where there's like 15 minutes of a low frequency rumble that you don't hear, you feel. Wow. Because it's like so low it's in so the low. tonal yeah. scale of things. And I'm like, all those elements, that's what gave me nightmares. For me, I think it was also a lot like that situation for the mom in the movie oh where like God. Tony Collette, oh like gosh. I was just like imagining how that would feel like. That feeling was so disturbing. <laughs> like yeah, deeply it's like disturbing. true horror, right? Yeah. yeah. That to me was just like, I stand. I stand Ari Aster. It follows. Yeah. You like that movie too. Oh, you mentioned yeah. that. That soundtrack to me is one of the best horror movie soundtrack oh, yeah. we are down with that we, we remember when we saw that there was the soundtrack that we just we stayed till the end of the credits and we're the last people sitting in the theater yeah. and we just all looked at each other and we're like holy shit and it was like the music though it just pulled you in it sounded like something that was not of this time right yeah it sounded totally like, I don't and know. It, it was like video gamey yeah but at the same time just like really classic but fresh and I, I don't know I, that soundtrack is just like very specific it almost reminded me a little bit of the Drive soundtrack too which I'm a big fan oh, of oh yeah Kavinsky and yeah, that, all that like 80s stuff I, I, and like, I'm obsessed I really want to work with Kavinsky really wow. yeah I would love that That's um, cool. I hear those elements in your music like stuff like Gunship The Midnight Kavinsky that that's sort yes. of like dark 80s just going from horror cinema and everything and just cinema in general your music across the board not just the stuff on the halloween album has a very like cinematic 
tone, like yeah. almost mm-hmm. you're, you're subconsciously inspired by film soundtracks almost. Yeah. Would you say that that creeps into your work? Totally. I think this whole record sonically was completely inspired by horror movie soundtracks and me and my friends' love of horror movie soundtracks. Like I literally just put horror movie soundtracks on when I'm at home getting ready. I just think their art to me, they're just like amazing. And what's, what's one of your favorites? Again, It Follows is probably my favorite ever since it came out. Hereditary had some cool soundtrack. Yeah. The Halloween theme probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is just so John good. Carpenter. Incredible. Were you ever a fan of The Exorcist? Yeah, I love The Exorcist. You know that song that only plays like twice in the movie, The Tubular Bells? Yes. Have you ever listened to that whole track? I haven't. Okay, you gotta look it up. It's okay. Mike Oldfield, I think. Um, there's a great story that it's that track, that song, that basically launched Virgin Records. Really? Right? Yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> Random. Because yeah, it's Richard uh, Branson, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's basically, that's that's the song, the soundtrack that like made his whole career. I love that. How? That's crazy. But it's the popularity of how that song was just dug up one day, used for the soundtrack, and next thing you know, people bought it. And it's just out of control. I love The Exorcist. I'm obsessed with that movie. <laughs> that face so scary to me when I was a kid. When that face pops up. Is there anything you can't watch? Like anything that's too scary that you've watched and be like, I can't deal with this. Nah, not anymore. Really? It's sad. I, <laughs> desensitized. I, I, no, I want there to be something. Oh, you know, like yeah. I really want there to be something. That okay, I, have you seen I, a Serb- uh, Serbian? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, that was just nuts. I mean, that's the, just like, do it the, has no uh, point to. Of why it goes right. so ham. Like, I feel like they're just like, okay, what's the most fucked up shit you possibly do? Only thing that saved me was I watched like the making of, and yeah. they're showing you, oh, it's a fake woman, it's a fake baby, it's a fake head. And I'm like, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, absolutely. I, man, I, yeah, it's rough. Human centipede has nothing on that. Like, <laughs> you know, and, right. and that one's pretty disgusting. <laughs> Have you watched Demon House? I haven't, no. Okay. We, we're too scared to watch it. He's yeah. watched it. Yeah. It's an actual, like, a real paranormal documentary, but it's apparently cursed. So there's a, literally a warning before you watch it that you could get possessed by watching it. Let's do it! <laughs> What's it called? Why have I not heard of this? It's called Demon House. Yes. Yeah. Demon House. Made by Zach Baggins, who is the host of Ghost Adventures yes. on the Travel Channel. So he's a real life paranormal. And he has a museum in Vegas now. I want to go. Where yeah. he collects stuff that's haunted yeah. uh, or things that belong to serial killers. Yeah. And he had to shut down one of the exhibits recently because people started collapsing on the ground and crying. No. Because of a haunted rocking chair associated with one of the Warren's case files where they did an exorcism and a demon would appear on this chair and Zach found out where it was and bought the chair and stuck it in his museum. See, that stuff I'm scared of. Like going into a haunted house, you sign like a... Right, like a waiver or whatever. That I probably can't do because like they'll feed you stuff. Like, (laughs) Jesus, that just sounds absolutely terrible. But watching things, no limits, but going to things, limits. (laughs) I definitely like, I feel like some places are, I would never like want to sleep over in a haunted house you know something like that have you ever had unless a- they give me a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had a paranormal experience no see I'm so bummed about would my life would you like one yeah, <laughs> yeah. what are you offering absolutely yeah, do you offering. know some ghosts yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're up the piano right behind you is haunted apparently apparently, apparently the piano's haunted okay bring it 
<laughs> play in the key of G, please. <laughs> it's an Irma. Like apparently, it's a kind of ghost. But yeah, yes. we had a Yay. guest who was in here who was a ghost photographer, and uh, yep. she had said that there was a kind ghost attached to the piano. Thank goodness, a kind ghost. So they're welcome to hang out in here. Yes. <laughs> Damn, I want to be a ghost photographer. I wanted to talk about how you managed to do a Halloween themed record. You can take the songs out of context of this, and they're just great songs. Thank you. What was the secret riding that line? I definitely think there's some campy moments on that, which I love. I think Halloween needs some camp. Like, there's some wolf howls. There's sure. some car crashes. You know, there's definitely some stuff that I just was like, let's go full Halloween spirit. Yeah. But in general, we wrote a song, Close Your Eyes. We wrote that one kind of separately from even having this idea about making a Halloween record. And it was just a great song. And I was like, I just want to make more dark songs like this song because... Is an interesting direction for me to go in. And then once we kind of connected the dots and we're like, let's make a Halloween record, we were just kind of like, let's make them also like standalone and that's so that you can listen to them all year round and they're not necessarily the Monster Mash. such a big pop fan and I study pop and that's my whole thing just being a huge fan of pop music and by that having like learned how to make it my friends too my friends are super crucial about keeping it fresh like this definitely had the urge a lot of times to go super freaking camp <laughs> go, go even more ham but yeah I also wanted it to play at Halloween parties and I wanted it to be danceable wanted it to be the soundtrack for any Halloween party and honestly especially gay Halloween parties because <laughs> those are my favorite. You know, Halloween is like Christmas to the gays. Speaking of Christmas, I woke up one morning and I was listening to the album and then the song comes on and I'm like, is Massacre a Christmas song? Yes, it's that classic. We found out that it's public domain and we were oh, just that's like, awesome. oh, that's cool. Jackpot. Yeah. So. What, what is the song? Christmas bells are ringing or uh, what is it? Carol, Carol of the Bells. bells. Yes, Carol, yes, Carol of the Bells. But right. it takes on a very sinister tone yes, here on the album. Yeah. And that track in particular too, there's intricacies in the production on this album too that makes everything that added spookiness to it, right? Mm -hmm. From sound effects, for yes. instance, or the way your vocals are bended and contorted. Yeah. And on that one in particular, just like a fluttery tone. I don't know if that's a natural flutter that you have in your voice or if you <laughs> tweaked it out. Thanks. Yeah, that, on the, uh, yeah, like, yeah. That shit. Yeah, I have that like Post Malone vibrato. That's thing. awesome. That's cool. That I can do. So I, yeah, I just love sounding <laughs> like a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool though. That track like literally makes the hairs on my arms stand yeah. up. It's yeah. like so creepy and Thank cool. you. It's gonna be a massacre. Gonna be a massacre. Gonna be a massacre. It's, it's a collaboration be. with my amazing friends who are also all big horror fans yeah. and really brought like a lot to the table. It's this amazing guy, Vaughn Oliver. He's a part of a duo. There are two Olivers and their band is just called Oliver. Okay. They make this amazing like 80s synth wave music and he was just super in and just super excited about this project and it's just a lot of friends of mine having fun making cool shit together and also just me kind of 
feeling the need from being more real in some of my songs to making up a crazy larger than life character that goes and kills people. I was going to ask you about that too. Like when you, if yeah. you listen to this album with headphones on and it starts off, it's got that purgatory, right? Yeah. It sounds like fucking Danny Elfman or something. It's yeah. crazy. Like it's, it opens up like a movie. It's a real theatrical element to yeah. the whole thing. Is there a storyline that you have in mind here that goes from one song to the end of the album? Does it follow one story? For sure. Yeah, I think it just follows the story of me being a villain and yeah. me kind of being the Antichrist. <laughs> I mean, it goes from me having sex with people and killing them with that because I'm so good at it. There's a song called Death by Sex. Yeah, right. It's just all about that. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, thank you. I was really inspired by Ryan Murphy's Coven. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. 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 Horror story. Yeah. yeah. The one girl just like kills him by having sex with him. Yeah. It's dope. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe like Lady Gaga in the hotel. She was so good in that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. wonder how many actual cases there are of people like like killing. being destroyed by sex. Like, yeah, like probably. I feel like on Loveline, I heard of a few. Probably, yeah. I can yeah. imagine heart attacks and stuff. A <laughs> dream. <laughs> <laughs> There's a dialogue sample at the beginning of Demons. Where was that from? My friend's family and the kids really do this little dialogue. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so it's just the kids and the girlfriend of one of my collaborators on this record, and we were just like, we need kids because I feel like kids are always like the scariest. Yeah. Yeah, super creepy, yeah. yeah. Right? Like, I'm terrified of kids. <laughs> we have four and we're scared of them too. Right? <laughs> super scared. Yeah. One in particular. So yeah. so, yeah, we needed some kids and the working title of it was Demons. So we just like made this little living in a house possessed, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Speaking thing. of demons, and I also think of uh, Boo, bitch. That's your favorite Ooh, title bitch. right there. <laughs> I think of those two songs and I was going to ask you, were you inspired by Kraftwerk ever or at all? Yeah, I love Kraftwerk. They're very That's, in German yeah. uh, culture. They've innovated so much stuff. So absolutely, yes. This project was amazing opportunity to fuse German techno industrial music, which is like what I grew up around and like all the raves and parties are always in some weird warehouses and it's always like crazy industrial techno <laughs> shit bumping. <laughs> and obviously there's Rammstein, which yes. like yes. I've, I've tried to get Rammstein on this record. I, oh, I, oh, wow. <laughs> I know. I, I'm going to... Follow-up, I'm right? going to keep trying to like make a remix or something with Ramstein. That would be an absolute yes. dream. And, and also there's a German verse on the song In the Next Life. Yeah. That was the perfect opportunity to sing German because it is such a scary sounding, a harsh sounding language that it was so cool to just like drop a German verse on these hoes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got Elvira, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, that was the absolute stamp of approval for me. Like, I feel like without her, it wouldn't have felt official to be an official Halloween project. It was definitely months and months of reaching out to her and to her management and being like, please listen to the song. Please listen to it. And she's so busy. Like, like Especially around that. Halloween. Yeah. Especially yeah. around Halloween. It was like, I don't know what it was. I think it was like July. So we started trying really early and then it all worked out. And while I was on tour, she went and tracked the monologue that we had come up with. And it was just like an absolute dream. I interviewed her for Paper Magazine. Oh, and awesome. Which was really sick. I got to like speak to her and yeah. she's just like cool. Like, I would hang out with her straight up with like same opinions on stuff just yeah. like super like young 
I felt like she was like my age. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. whoa, we were just like, I don't know, we were talking about slutty Halloween costumes and how <laughs> stupid it is, how much shit they get. And just like, she's <laughs> really cool. She's like stunning. And then when she's not Elvira, she's just like this beautiful lady. You yeah. know? So I'm a fan. I've watched oh, the, her movie a million, million times and I love her well, movie so much. She lived in a haunted house and sold it to Brad Pitt, who bought it because it was haunted. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I would in a second do the same thing. I really want to live in a haunted house. I'm really sad that like my best friend and like collaborator, we're both like such fans of the Haunted Mansion and we both want to eventually like get houses like across the street from each other and then have a competition of like who's having the scarier one. We kind of plan to like become like weird enemies when we're older and just like <laughs> try to one up each other. Yeah, like yeah, stare yeah, out yeah. of each other's like curtains and just out scare each other with the houses. And he would love everything about this room, the secret door. I love it. Sorry. Bring them, bring them. So if you buy tickets to the Clarity Tour, you get turn off the lights. Yeah. Free with it. That's, that's awesome. That's which is great. Totally. So everybody go do that like yeah. right now. And Please. speaking of, my God, you're going to be playing a concert here in LA dangerously close to Halloween. Absolutely. Yeah, the night before Halloween, I'm playing the Shrine. Oh, so that's nice. going to be the scary show. That's going to be the one where we're going to go all out and make it spooky. So I'm excited, but it's going to kind of cool. twist everything upside down and we're going to do the full turn of the light. Like, really? Oh, that's yeah. cool. Wow. wow. So is that going through your head already? Or do yeah. you have it all sorted out? Like what that's going to look like from beginning to end? Yes. Like super theatrical or like? It's still going to be a pop show. It's still going to be that, but there's going to be a couple surprises and a couple like cool things. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. We're just excited to like make that one different and bring out some special guests and some special props and stuff like that. Oh, have you yeah. the opportunity to play any of these songs live before? Not of the new batch, yeah. but, but the volume one, yes, I've played most of them. But yeah, I, I have never played the whole thing in its entirety, so I kind of want to start a thing where like every year around Halloween, I want to do a show in LA and play the whole thing. The Kim you know? Petra's party, man. Nice. Make it yes. The biggest Halloween party in the city. Yeah. Yes. And then the visuals. So we got a picture up on the little painting there. Yeah. Who's responsible for those? Look incredible. There's a yeah. series Thank of these you. visuals that kind of have Kim depicted with her eyes whited out. There's blood all over her. Some of them have yes. fangs. They're really dark, but they're, they're like beautiful at the same time. It's like yeah. a, this crazy mix. It's super original. Thank you. Who's doing that? Tell yeah. us about it. Yeah. Uh, so it's this guy, Lucas David. I'm a huge fan of his stuff. He just like does digital distortion and just has this like very specific style that's very scary. And I know him because like back in the day, he used to be really into Lana Del Rey and he made this like scary portraits of, I'm still really into Lana Del Rey. I'm obsessed. Yeah, but, she's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but he made these like scary fan edits of her just like, I don't know, looking like, I think one of them was like her like throwing up and one was like her like <laughs> super like smoking a huge cigarette and with like a really, you know, just like yeah. distorted her right. freaky. And then at some random party at some like rave downtown, I just like was bumming this dude for a cigarette and we started talking and then it was him and I That's followed him so for like cool. years and he was just like the nicest, sweetest person ever. That was like a year or something before I even started Turn Off the Light and then once we did it, we were doing kind of last minute and stuff. And I was just like, shit, I don't know how I can make enough visuals for that. And I want to kind of make a 13 day countdown to it coming out. Then we were just like, let's just take the best moments of the year and have this guy distort them and play with them. And <laughs> he did. And he's just like this amazing dude. And 
I loved every single one. I rarely ever had to like say anything, you know. And so it was really easy. He's just like fucking amazing and <laughs> kills it. This time we had some original photo shoot, new pictures for the stuff. So it was a step up from last year. But this aesthetic is like amazing. I can't wait to like bring it to life and like do that actual makeup and the crazy lashes and all of that stuff. Because I have never actually done that. It's yeah. all just digital. I saw a clip so, though. Yeah. You were like, those yeah, crazy makeup on blood and stuff. Yeah. And you, you were outdoors in public. And I think you were crossing the street or something. Yeah. And I was thinking, where is she going? I just <laughs> I go like, places bloody. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's my thing. How do you nurture your creativity? Because you're working on such a high level. You're spitting out so many songs. Is there a place that you go? A room that you have? Something that feeds you creatively where you're able to sit there every day and come up with yeah. ideas? I watch movies. I feel like movies are a big inspiration for me. I feel like I'm always watching some kind of a movie and finding out about some kind of new director. To me, it's just like I've had, you know, movies be like, there's an amazing line in the dialogue and I'm like, that is a song, you know? So sometimes it's it comes in really handy like that. But really, when I have a day off, I go to either Disneyland or like Universal nice. and hang out with my friends and just do that and I kind of obsess over the theming like right I'm an, I'm it feeds the brain right yeah, just be totally. in there I love going to Disneyland and I go whenever I have a free day I'm not in LA nearly enough these days I'm just like always like somewhere else so whenever I'm here that's what I do or I'm on my couch eating junk food watching horror movies <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's great that's a great yeah, yeah. that's amazing well you were saying like Lauren you didn't hear this before we started she was saying she wanted to be an Imagineer yeah originally yes that's so, so cool like design rides yeah yeah, when I was a kid, I was really obsessed with that. I saw a documentary about Disney and I've always wanted to go to Disney California and Disney in America and all the Disney parks. Like I still have to go to all of them. But yeah, I was really into roller coasters and my dad is an architect and he would get me blueprints of coasters. Oh, so I cool. would just kind of like imitate them and kind of learn how to do that when I was a kid and just do that in school and I come up with weird rides and then I kind of realized I need to be good at math and then I was like, I'm going to be a pop star. <laughs> <laughs> good choice. It's working out. Yeah. It's working out. Yeah. Thank God. If there's a ride that you could create that you think that Disneyland is missing, what would it be? A Sleepy Hollow ride. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Right. That's a like, badass idea. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like, come on. That's that would be the best ride like ever. A Sleepy Hollow like section would be <sighs> amazing. Well, they have at California Adventure now. I don't know if you've been recently, yes. but they do have the Headless Horseman in the middle. That is not enough. No. It really isn't. <laughs> I totally agree with you. I'm always in those crazy like fan forums, and I don't know if you guys know, but there was like planned as an expansion for Animal Kingdom, Beastly Kingdom, which was going to be all about dragons and all about like the dark side. And there was going to be like a Fantasia what? attraction where you're like in a coaster that's like little cauldrons and you're going through like lava and shit. That's like, they, crazy. They wow. made like all these crazy concepts and then they never ended up using any of it. We need so, Kim Petrus land. Yeah, so you should, Just a theme park based totally. around your songs. <laughs> a little pop up somewhere. Yeah, There's like little purses that you sit in. There you go. <laughs> You've got your own record label, Bunhead. Bunhead what, Recordings. What are the advantages? <laughs> what are the advantages of having your own label? I get to m make stuff that I want to make and drop it. And I don't need to be like, oh, Taylor Swift is dropping her album. That time we have to wait six months to drop it. You know, it's just like I can make moves and it, it's a trade off that I don't have a huge machine like behind me that you have with a record label and all these like amazing relationships and stuff like that. But I'm really happy. I really feel like I'm building 
something from the ground up myself just by performing and just by building my own fan base and I feel like I really get to be myself and I feel like I get to make projects that people think are completely nuts like the Halloween record when I was telling people about making a Halloween record everybody was like the fuck who's gonna listen to that you know <laughs> like people were just like really confused and then I dropped it and, and it played at like every Halloween party and I was so happy you know I get to be crazy and I always want to be crazy and I always want to do stuff where people go what the fuck I just feel like it gives me that freedom which is why I wanted to go with that and also I think starting out as a writer and working with a bunch of artists and stuff like that and like hearing their frustrations and hearing artists like play me songs and they're like I love this song but like my label doesn't think it's strong and then it never comes out that was always so sad to me but also I got turned down by a lot of labels I got offered shitty deals I didn't want to take and I kind of just like found out about AWOL which is artists without a label who help you like ingest the stuff into Spotify and like all the like technical things oh that's cool yeah, yeah so they help you with like all the technical things about that and help you like schedule it and make sure you know four weeks before release you gotta ingest it into the system and all the stuff that I don't necessarily know because I'm like I don't know like I don't know how to make like microwave food <laughs> <laughs> so they take care of like all the technical stuff for me sure, and I sure. just get to create and just be a free artist free spirit that's the best way to be that's cool that's the best way to be yeah I was gonna say you know your 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 live shows are so amazing this thank is, you this is, a, I mean, this is a do not miss tour you guys go see Kim I don't care what city you're yeah. in follow her on you know on socials wherever she's gonna be go check it out buy the record the fucking record's awesome thank you so much yeah both records yeah yes. turn off the lights in clarity yeah in Insane. Thank Insane. you so much. You guys yeah. should definitely come to the shrine. We're Hell yeah, I mean, God, it sounds, <laughs> how can you miss that? Yeah. I mean, it's going to be amazing. Please yeah. do. I'm so excited. Very cool. Well, before yeah. we take off, we want to know if you could tell like three horror movies that everybody should see, okay. what would your recommendations be? The Birds. It's probably one of my favorites of all time. It's just amazing to me. I've been really obsessed with Tippi Hedren when I was a kid. Yeah. And I just think in like, if you really like horror movies, you have to see that one. I see a lot of people skipping that and being like, uh, birds ain't scary. <laughs> and uh, it is. And I feel like everybody I'm, that sits through it and watches it, it's just like, whoa, that was actually kind of scary. I just think it's a classic. Love it. And the green suit that she's wearing is epic. <laughs> yeah. Rosemary's Baby. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, just arguably one of the best of all time. Polanski's absolute masterpiece. I love that movie. It's crazy and amazing. And then, yeah, uh, Hereditary. Because I can't talk about Hereditary enough. And I just really think it's freaking amazing. Yeah. And I think I'm just excited for new Ari Aster movies. And Midsommar was great, but didn't touch Hereditary in right. my opinion. But yeah, so those three. All right. Well, Kim, thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Get the new album's Clarity and turn off the light yes. everywhere now. And see Kim Petras on the Clarity Tour all across North America and Europe well into 2020. Thank you so yes. much for being yes. here. Thank you. Awesome. That was the Boo Crew Podcast, episode 79. Special thanks to our guest, the phenomenal Kim Petras. Follow her at Kim Petras on Instagram and Twitter. Get her album of horror-themed pop songs, Turn Off the Light Now, and her debut full-length, Clarity. Do not miss her live on the Clarity Tour at a city near you. KimPetras.com for dates and more. Till next time, it's the Boo Crew saying, see you on the other side. Boo-ah. Uh.
Thanks for listening to another episode of the Boo Crew Podcast. Haunt the Boo Crew at TalesFromTheBooCrew.com. Tales from the Boo Crew on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at TalesFromTheBoo. The Boo Crew is Tim Timebomb, Leone D'Antonio, Lauren and Trevor Shand, Austin Wilkin, and Rachel Tahada. The Boo Crew is produced by Lauren Shand, chopped and sliced by Trevor Shand. The Boo Crew is a TSP creation part of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Bye! A Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Home of the Boo Crew. For horror-centric interviews. SCP archives. Weekly full cast storytelling. Horror queers. Genre commentary from an LGBTQ perspective. And creepy. For disturbing and terrifying creepypastas. Listen free wherever you stream audio and at bloodydisgusting.com slash podcasts.